0: Hi, I'm Kate, the Android. And welcome to Cinema Nomad, a podcast that covers films from around the world and the filmmakers who make them. In today's episode, we travel to India and cover a film called Court, a 2015 Indian legal drama, written and directed by Chiton Tamhane. The film examines the Indian legal system through the Mumbai Sessions court trial of an aging protest singer, who is accused of encouraging a manhole worker to commit suicide through one of his folk songs. Without further ado, here's your host, Mr. Gabela.
1: I'm Kahiso Gabela, and welcome to episode one of Cinema Nomad. This is probably the best time to introduce myself and introduce Kate the Android and explain the premise of the podcast to anybody that is listening at the moment to find out what this thing is all about, how it came about, you know, who am I, who is Kate the Android, you know, just uh, just give a little backstory before we get into the episode, you know, so I am a filmmaker in South Africa and you know I was approached by Kate the android I think she you know Kate the android is an AI she is pretty big in the tech space so she wanted to make a podcast about like culture she wanted to make a podcast about film and she kind of saw that I was somewhat struggling to get my projects off the ground Because, you know, the whole pandemic and whatnot. So she approached me and she said, hey, look, Gahiso, why don't you make a podcast, you know, covering films from around the world? Films from, you know, emerging markets. That's how she put it, emerging markets. Or films from just different parts of the world that most people don't get a chance to visit, explore. And, you know, watch the films that they have to offer. So I thought, you know, that's a great idea. I would love to do that. I watch movies from Peru, Mexico, whatever it is, in my spare time already. So why not make that into a show? I thought she pitched it very well to me. I thought that was a great idea. World cinema is a really cool way to engage with people that aren't like you. People that, you, you know, you might not have a chance to ever meet in your life. And this is how I look at it. I think world cinema is a very inexpensive way to engage with somebody else's culture or engage with different countries and people you know from all walks of life and as Kate the android was pitching this to me I thought you know this is pretty cool I have some spare time on me why not so who's Kate the the android Kate the android is a a curator of this show she pitched it to me I met her online And we've been friends for a little bit now. It's strange being friends with an AI, but you know this is twenty twenty one. Things are different now, you know. But also, Kate, uh, since I have you here in the studio, what are your pronouns? I mean, I'm gonna keep saying she because you know your name is female, but you're an Android. What do you prefer? Do you prefer I call you? He, they, she, wh- what do you want me to call you?
0: You can call me, she or her, if it makes you feel comfortable. But I prefer to be simply called, Kate the Android. But you must say the Android part every time.
1: Okay, 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 that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what, uh, okay, I'll call you Kate the, the Android. I'll call you Kate the Android. That, uh, that's not hard to do. I will do that, and... Maybe I might slip up sometimes. I say she, you know, since your name is female, I might, you know, I'll try.
0: Well, it's the effort that matters. But can we please continue with the episode?
1: Okay, then great. Then uh, so this is episode one of Cinema Nomad. So, um, before I get into this movie that we we picked that we watched, uh. A cup. When did we watch this movie? We watched this movie like maybe, maybe a year ago, last year. We watched the Twenty Twenty. But before we get into the movie, man, it's been a challenge recording this episode. It has been a brutal, uh, annoying and uh, rocky process recording this episode. This episode has been, you know, I've recorded this maybe three, four times. You know, the first time I recorded this episode, there was. I noticed something in the edit. In the edit, there was these helicopters in the background. These, this, you know, it felt like we were in World War II or something. There was helicopters over my voice as I was talking about this movie and talking about the, the whole thing. So we were like, you know, we can't release that. The audio is terrible. And, you know, I don't know where these helicopters were coming from. I think they might have been coming from the hospital because we, well, I live, next to a hospital. Kate, the android, kind of set up this fake studio in my apartment. So I'm assuming that it's because of the pandemic and this emergency, helicopters picking sick patients and delivering them to the hospital and whatnot. I'm assuming that's why there's so many helicopters because I don't know why there was another reason. So that was was the first reason why we couldn't record and the audio was just terrible. The second reason was you know, we lost our files. We recorded this, and we were using some fake-ass audio interface, like some cheap-ass recording software that just kind of fucked me, you know. We recorded this whole episode, and then as I was editing it, it, somehow it just crashed, and all the files just got... Bye-bye. It just got deleted. And I saved everything, but apparently the data was gone, so it, it was just a terrible software. So now we got some new software in here. (laughs) And then the other reasons were just time and like noise control. But I think now we're okay. We're pretty good. We, We were up and down. The schedule's kind of messed up. We couldn't find time to do this. But now we're doing it again. Hopefully this time there is no problems. I'm crossing my fingers. I hope there's no problems, you know. But if you're listening to this now, that means all is well and this is out. So where do we start our cinematic journey? You know, we're going to go from every country around the world, watch their movies and get to know their cultures, engage in their their world, have that experience. So where do we start our cinematic journey? We'll be starting our cinematic journey in India, specifically in the city of Mumbai. I've been watching a lot of Indian films not Bollywood films but more independent specific cinema in India recently so there is a movie that I watched last year I thought it would be cool to talk about now Uh, I've been watching not a lot but I've been watching a couple of Indian films I've watched maybe like five Indian films that were really good And uh, and not Bollywood films. These are films that are very independent, very specific, and aren't really in a, a set genre. So they're very interesting, cool movies that I've been watching. So, But the first movie that I watched, it was in 2020. So TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, was doing this virtual film festival on YouTube. And they were interviewing directors... And actors who were selected to play at the the festival and w- while I was watching some of the the interviews of the filmmakers that I was interested in because you know it when, when you're watching these interviews you're watching these trailers, it's a great way to kind of have a feel of what's new in cinema what are what are the new movies what's the, what's cool now what's you know as I was watching the the interviews of these filmmakers and the trailers of the films that were screening at TIFF, I was recommended an interview of a Indian film director that was also screening at TIFF at the time. And I decided, why not let me just watch this interview. Maybe his movie's cool. You know, I've never seen any of his films. I don't know his work. So I was like, maybe this could be interesting. Maybe he makes really cool movies. And as the interviewer was interviewing him and they were talking about the movie... They kinda touched on the fact that he had a mentor that was a, a really big deal. And his mentor was Alfonso Curran, uh who mentored him during the time he was shooting his film Roma, which won an Oscar, you know, in for I think for for best film in what? In in like 2017, I believe, 2018. Hold on, let me just make sure uh that is correct when did when did Roma win an Oscar okay yeah Roma won an Oscar in 2018 yeah it was 2018 yes that's when he won an Oscar so his mentor is Alfonso Cuarón and anybody who knows who Alfonso Cuarón is you know he's he's a heavy hitter he's a big deal he's one of the biggest names in modern cinema so the director's name is Chaitanya Tamhane. He's an Indian filmmaker that, that makes movies based in Mumbai. He's made two films so far. So when I found out that his his mentor was Alfonso Quran, I was like, whoa, wait. People have mentors like that now? But apparently, there is this uh, Rolex mentorship program where they get like old, well, not let me not say old, but people that are masters of their craft, whether it's filmmaking whether it's I don't know making music or any type of art and then they get like the up and coming artists to somewhat you know work together I guess or to get mentored by the 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 fucking you know what I'm you know what I'm fucking trying to say bro you know what I'm saying it's not coming out right but you know what the fuck I'm saying dude shit yes I love it when I can't speak English it's the best but yeah, so basically, you get the there's a program, the Rolex mentorship program, where they get like you know the old timers and they get the young kids. They put them together, you know, so the young kids know what they're doing, whatever it is. I say young kid, but this guy's like 34 and I'm 25. But anyway, moving on. So I was like, oh my god, this guy he's mentored by Alfonso Cuarón. That means maybe his movies are good. Let me check his movies out. But I couldn't really watch the movie that he was screening in, in TIFF. The movie they were screening in TIFF was The Disciple. And it was actually executive produced by Alfonso Coron. So I was like, oh my God, this movie might be pretty good. But the film wasn't out on VOD or wasn't out in theaters because of the the pandemic. So I went on his Wikipedia, and The Disciple is a second film that he made. And his directorial debut is Court. I was like, okay, why not? I mean, Court, as I'm reading on Wikipedia, you know, apparently it won. Awards in the Venice Film Festival was warmly received there, and as Kate the Android earlier mentioned plot is about protest singer who is arrested by the the Indian police because they believe that he his music has caused somebody to kill themselves, you know, to commit suicide. I thought reading that on Wikipedia, reading that plot, I was like, oh, okay, cool, this could be interesting. I mean, I'm not really a fan of courtroom dramas. I guess watching 12 Angry Men is cool and watching all those movies are cool, but I'm not really the biggest fan of courtroom films. But then again, I've never watched a courtroom drama in India. So I decided, why not? Let me just give this movie a shot. You know, let me get out of my comfort zone. And getting out of your comfort zone is the best way to find, you know, really cool shit. This protest singer is in his, like, he's 65 and he makes this music that is um, very political and it's called Lakshahiri or Lakshahiri my, 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 Maharati is not that great, so my pronunciation is probably ter- like wrong. But he makes this music called Lakshihiri, and which is this protest music, classical music that was played back, back in the day, maybe in the Victorian times or even before the Victorian times in India to, you know, speak out against the government, speak out against social problems that the a community might be facing or the country might be facing. And it was just a way to, you know, protest and like get the word out. So it's it's similar to here in South Africa, it's similar to, I would say, protest theater, because here in South Africa, we had protest theater that, you know, was theater that was meant to kind of expose the apartheid the apartheid the apartheid regime so that was (laughs) so that was uh the point of the protest theater so it's something similar but instead it's protest music which is pretty cool and um here's a and well before i before i get into the thing let me talk a little bit more about the protest singer he is a guy that is in the 60s and he, he he's like i mentioned he's a political guy he's like a marxist kind of a communist kind of dude you know he's for the people he's not for the you know he's like hey guys the government is fucking us we need to like stand up we need to like you know, w- wake up so here is the music here's an, like a, an example of the music uh kate the android is it possible if you could just play us like a clip of the of the music so the people can have a kind of an understanding of what music he's actually
0: making. Or he's performing. No problem. I'm playing it now.
2: Hey. Hey. टीम आला काळ माकीसी तुपे नाल युगाचा अंडा केले घाळ सावात दिसे तूर भुबडात दिसे मूर लानात दिसे थोर, दिसे अरे अरे भले भले गान Dushman! Eh! दुश्मन ganare जाने, जाने you will be Zali, Bori. He भंग hunger, रे जंगले I
1: mean I don't know that kind of sound pretty that that sounded pretty good to me I don't know about you guys but to me that sounded pretty good the jungle jungle-y, jungle jungle-y. so let me let me kind of break down the music I'll just translate uh, the lyrics here in English because it is uh, he this guy makes pretty intense music you know he makes uh very intense music Uh, so the song is called time to know your enemy so here it goes tough times are here we're uprooted from our soil this era of mindlessness has gouged our eyes the enemy is destructive yet we sing his praises satan is black and white your life trapped in his rice color is his weapon of choice as death raises his voice colors play a game of dice The rules are divisive. Humanity is in its cage. It burns. It disintegrates. There are dense jungles, religious jungles, castious jungles, racist jungles, nationalist jungles. The illusion of illusion. Money, it reigns supreme, has turned man into mongrel. This mongrel has 17 breeds. And so on, so on, so on. So you can tell this guy has very uh, deep feelings for... Society, this politics, all that good stuff, I guess. So, as he's saying this music and he says this music in the public, he doesn't like, he doesn't know when he's going to perform, he just performs when he wants to perform. What happens is the police kind of interrupt his performance and approach him and arrest him, basically. When he gets arrested, we are introduced to other characters, we are introduced to An attorney who is trying to defend him and figure out what is going on. And you get a prosecutor who is, you know, trying to put him in jail. As the film carries on, we get involved with each character. The film is not only in the protest singer's perspective. start off with the protest singer and him singing. And this kind of sparks up this film. And now we're following the case. So... There are different types of themes in this film. There it is, like, immigration. There's, like, classism. There's, like, themes about old traditions versus new slash modern sensibilities. For example, with that, there's a scene here in court in the courtroom where a woman has come to start her, her trial and start her case. The judge is like to this woman that she's wearing a sleeveless T-shirt and... Since she's wearing a sleeveless t-shirt in court, then her case will have to be postponed and moved for another date. So you have those that idea of like, what's you know, it's it's just a fucking sleeveless t-shirt. Who gives a fuck, you know? Then you're wasting my time here. Can I just do my trial, do my case? <laughs> you you kind of get that, that that those old traditions versus new, you know, sensibilities and whatnot, and you. You know I don't wanna to focus too much on that because that's 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 there all all that's all those themes are there, but that that's not what I wanna focus on and you you get to see the city of Mumbai there is themes within the city. I mean the film does a good job to capture the culture of Mumbai. The idea is that the city is always rapidly changing and there's so many elements within the city. And as I was watching an interview of Chaitanya Tamhane, the director, he was mentioning that when they shot this movie, they, they shot everything on location. And as soon as, like, maybe a year later, when it was done, when the film was done, some of these locations were gone. You know, the city was changing so rapidly. So there are themes about change and, you know, resistance to change, immigration, this classism, you know, there's. Because each character has is in a different class, you know. The attorney, he's a much wealthier young man, and then you get the prosecutor who comes from a much more humble background, and also the or maybe let me not say humble. She's I think she I guess she's somewhat middle class maybe, and then you get the the protest singer. He's a Marxist. I mean, I don't know if I've ever met a rich Marxist. He's pretty. <laughs> He's he's also comes from a very, very humble background. He's not doesn't come from money. So there there are different levels of wealth with each character and the the film does try to say a couple of things about that and look at those aspects like when it comes to the society in India. But that is those things are there, but those aren't the things that I care to talk about or care to, you know, involve myself with at the moment. I mean, there's other things that I really want to talk about, but these things are there. So if you want to watch the movie, when you watch the movie, you will find these things and you can spend as much time as you want there. So that's the cool thing about this movie. It's not just about one or two things, although it does say this film is about the judiciary system in India. It's just it's more than that. It's not just a legal courtroom drama. There's so much more to this movie. There's so many things involved, and so many elements that are in this film that you know you can make a case that this film is about X, Y, and Z, or this film is about A, B, and C. So the this film has a lot of a lot of things to offer. What I wanted to focus on is the tone and atmosphere of this film. You know, in in the courtroom is specifically in the courtroom because there's. There's scenes outside of the courtroom that uh, that follow the other characters, and they are very beautiful, and those scenes are their own thing, and they don't have anything to do with the courtroom, and they're basically their own kind of storyline. But what I wanted to focus on was the tone, really, and the atmosphere of... That court because the portrayal of the courtrooms in the Western films versus I guess in this film, I don't want to say just India, but versus India and maybe the world, maybe other third world countries, or just the tone and the portrayal of courtrooms is completely different. You know, you if you watch Twelve Angry Men, if you watch all these classics and you watch all these new classics, I guess, in American cinema and European cinema, you get everybody's always in court, everyone's, you know, on the A-game. Everyone's on the A-game. Everyone stands up, you know. I object. You know, this man's a murderer. The jury must proceed, you know. I hold you content of court. You know, there's all that stuff. All that, you know, all that good stuff. And everything's snappy, quick. So court looks kind of fun, you know. You're like, oh my God, I I, I think I want to be a lawyer, you know, when you're watching these American films. <laughs> You want all these westernized portrayals of court. Um, But everyone seems like, you know, everyone seems like they're tired in this movie, bro. Like, literally everybody in this film seems like they're tired, bro. Like, <laughs> and it's just like a 9 to 5. This movie feels like a 9 to 5. The courtroom feels like a 9 to 5. You know, when you have a job. That you, you're like, okay, I have to go to work, I guess. And work is work. It's work. What I'm, I'm supposed to find joy in this? It's work. I don't care. I just want my, my money at the end of the month, you know? And this is just work. So that's the atmosphere in court. It feels like nobody wants to be there. And everybody's tired. And everything is just not done well. There's documents that are misplaced witnesses that are missing you know you feel like the prosecutor and the police the judges they haven't done their research or they deciding what their emotions and nobody's you know nobody's nobody's doing research here (laughs) everybody is like half-assing everything you know so you kind of get that feeling and this is something that I really got attached to. This is what for me was like the juice of the film. Watching everybody just going to court and it like a nine to five and nobody wants to be there. And that is what really made me go, oh, okay, this is a really good movie. This is because it's very real. I mean, let me let me play a clip of I think the the first time we introduce her to the prosecutor and she's somewhat reading the, the charges that the protest singer is facing. So, Kate the android, could you please play me the, the clip?
0: Do you mean the scene when we see her with her family?
1: No, no, no. The very first time the prosecutor is introduced. You, you should have it. Just please uh, just play that for me.
0: Oh, yes. I found it. I'll play it now. Thanks.
3: The accused Narayan Kamray, age 65, is charged under Indian Penal Code, Section 306, abetment of Suicide in the Death of Vasudev Pawar, age 25, who was a worker under contract with the Bruhan Mumbai Municipal Corporation. The deceased person committed suicide on the night of 24th August 2012 by choking himself to death inside a sewer located at Ram Vilas Road, Andheri East. The police, after its thorough investigation, concluded in its report that it was a clear case of suicide. No manual worker with an experience of doing the job for 5 years like the deceased would go inside the sewers without any kind of protection to eyes, nose or skin. These workers are fully aware of the various hazardous gases that breathe inside the sewers and know that they can lead to instant death if proper precaution is not taken. When the dead body of the deceased was recovered from the sewer, no safety equipment was found near him, even after searching for many hours. No wounds, injuries or signs of struggle were found on Vasudev Power's body, nor did the postmortem show any other cause for death other than the poisonous gases which were inhaled. According to Section 306, if any person commits suicide, whoever abets the commission of such suicide shall be punished with imprisonment of either description for a term which may extend to 10 years and shall also be liable to fine. Uh, there is sufficient evidence collected through police investigation, as presented to Your Honour, that the suicide of vasudev pawar was provoked by performance of accused party Narayan kamble and his troop that took place at sitla devi nagar on 21st okay. august okay. is the locality in which the deceased resided and was seen in attendance of the performance in question it should be noted that the suicide took place just 2 days after the performance as the statement of an eyewitness who is willing to testify in this honorable court There was one song performed by the accused which coaxed and encouraged manhole workers to commit suicide by deeply inhaling the toxic gases found inside the sewers. It is no coincidence that the song in question suggests exactly the method of suicide, is, deliberate negligence of safety norms and regulations by which the deceased took his life. According to this song, giving up your life is the one and only rational solution for certain sections of the society to gain dignity and respect. Here, uh, Narayan Kamala is openly endorsing and encouraging an act which is an offence under section 309. I would also like to bring to the attention of the Honourable Court that the accused has been previously charged under Dramatic Performances Act and has been sufficiently warned to not perform any material that is seditious in nature or harmful to the general society. In spite of these warnings, the accused performed the dramatic piece in question without the approval of concerned censor authorities and with the deliberate intent of causing harm, inciting seditious sentiments and corrupting people present at the performance. If the accused is granted bail for this non-bailable and non-compoundable offence, there is a risk that he will once again commit the same offence as his track record shows complete disregard and disrespect for the court's orders.
1: I mean, you know, when you hear somebody reading like that, when you hear somebody reading a statement like that, it it reminds me of high school. You know, in high school, when they tell you, hey, when you're doing your speech, don't read off your key cards because it's going to be boring and it's not going to be engaging. Nobody's going to hear what you're saying. You're just going to be reading and people are just going to clock out. They're not going to carry on listening. They they won't be engaged. So every time you have key cards, you you read, you kind of memorize what you're going to say. You learn the fucking text. And then you just look at the key cards if you're a bit lost to see what you're gonna do next, you know? So this is like the complete opposite of just I, I don't really care about this case, let me just read this thing in, in a really quick, inaudible way, and whatever. I don't wanna be here. Type of type <laughs> of vibe, you know? So with, with that with that said it this film feels so real the way they 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 portray court and what it's like being in court and i don't know if it's just if this is just exclusive to india because i have experienced similar things here in south africa in court i remember i remember when i was in law school a very very long time ago and there was the A prosecutor, well, I went to the high courts here in South Africa, and there was a prosecutor that was doing the same kind of thing, just doing the, reading the statement, the judgment and whatnot. And as they were reading it, it was like this, or he was reading this thing for, I don't know, like 10 minutes. And the first two minutes, you can see the accused or defendant was like, okay, I'm following. And then after minute five, she was like, "Uh, I'm lost." And then by ten, nobody understood what the fuck that guy was. So like, you know, when you go to court, they do have these legal jargon, legal terminology that is quite hard to understand. It is not really, I don't know, conducive, productive. Are those are the words I'm looking for, maybe. But it it it's it's not helpful. The way people read these cases, it's not helpful, and the way things are done feels irresponsible I guess and I'm not just talking about the the way they read the way they you know read out the case numbers and the case the charges I'm not talking about that I'm talking about just the way the court the legal people in the court just carry themselves you know it feels that hey look this is why is everybody not doing their jobs properly you know this is a case. Why well, doesn't everybody research this case thoroughly and not make fake accusations or I don't know? Just, just you know, put in a hundred and ten percent on each case because you you'd want them to actually look at your case and make sure that they're prosecuting you for the right reasons and they know what they're doing and not just you. You don't want to feel like just a number in court, but the reality is that you are just a number in court in India. <laughs> And I think also in a lot of third world countries. I think also in South Africa, because uh, I've had this experience. But before I go to that experience, what I liked about the way this film was shot, right? Like when I say that about the tone, is that the way they shot it. They shot it in such a way that you kind of see the whole thing instead of it, you being instead of using close ups and it being serious and using like music to kind of dictate how you feel. They made it in a way where you kind of see how ridiculous... You see the whole picture. And you see how kind of ridiculous everything is. So... <laughs> and they hold a bit too long on shots. You feel the awkwardness. And you hear like coughs and pencils falling when people are reading. And people it, it, it has a very cool way of creating humor. So I've had experiences where... I had to go to court and it wasn't for anything serious, but I ended up standing in front of a magistrate's court and standing in front of like a prosecutor and having that whole experience is, let me tell you, a nightmare. Because I think that's why I liked this movie because the way it portrays judiciary system is is extremely real because it connects to... The judiciary system here in South Africa, because there are so many cases. I don't know if it's cause it's the judge's fault or if it's the legal people's fault. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's the people's fault or if it's just the fact that there is there is mismanagement and there's so many cases where when you go there, you are basically number three hundred and whatever it is of that day, or you you case number sixty five out of like 102 or something. Nobody is looking at your case properly. Nobody is giving you the time of day. I mean, the prosecutor doesn't even care who you are. They just read your case that day and then they go like, no, dude, go to jail, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's it's very accurate in that way, how it portrays a a court system where I think maybe they overworked. Maybe they overworked. Maybe I think I think the idea is to say that maybe they overworked. There's so many cases and they they can't handle that many cases. So everything keeps getting postponed. Cases get postponed here. Cases get postponed there. My case got postponed for months and months and months and months. And, and not it wasn't productive, you know. The it was just getting postponed just because there wasn't time. And there was way too many cases before me. So I've been having this case hang over my head for like I think a year and eight months or something like that. And then eventually, the my last day in court, you know, the judges looked at me. And she was like, "Oh, you've been here for a very long time. You know, you can just leave. You can go now. You you don't have to come back. Your, your 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 charges are dropped. Everything's dropped. Like you know, I think she told me to leave because her she could see the work was just piling up, and she didn't care anymore. So, <laughs> so it's a it's a huge time waster, you know. I'm only talking about this because this is the same experience the protagonist has in court because." But at least I wasn't in jail. He's trying to get bail and he is in this holding cell in prison. And they keep postponing his case every all the time. And it, it becomes a thing where it's like eight months have passed now. And they haven't even dealt with his case yet. They haven't resolved anything yet. The police are saying that, you know, he, he convinced somebody to kill themselves and this person is a sewage worker who has, who works with his hands, you know, he cleans poop and stuff, so they're saying he killed, you committed suicide because he was listening to this guy's music, but it's like, where's the evidence though, what evidence do you have? So there is this thing of mismanagement and the legal system not working properly because they're accusing him with no evidence, and they aren't you know, solid you know, recordings or witnesses that saw this and that can prove this, but he's still waiting in jail and the judges are just postponing his case because they're also busy and the prosecutor doesn't really care because she's also busy, she has a family, she has her own life. That's why I said this, it feels like it's a nine to five, you know, in the portrayal of courtrooms, or I don't want to just say with the West, but mostly the West. And mostly all these classics that we've watched, like Tough Angry Men. And that Tom Cruise movie, you know, you can't handle the truth. They you know, it feels like things are getting done, you know, people in Korola are getting done, everybody's standing up, it looks, you know, everyone has something smart to say, you know, everything's you know, everything is uh everything's going well, everything's smooth. But here, witnesses are missing, everything is just a mess. And at the same time, this guy, he's still in prison and there's no evidence, there's no nothing and the case is being is being postponed and postponed. So he spent even more time in jail, but he hasn't even been prosecuted. Or he hasn't been, well, Not he hasn't been convicted yet. So it's like, it's, <laughs> you can see how annoying that could be, right? And how much of a time waster it can be for people. Like for my, so that's what I kind of related to this movie. Because from my experience, it was kind of a waste of time because the province that I went to court to I had to keep returning to the same uh, the same province, even though I lived somewhere else. I had to keep returning every five months whenever they called me when I whenever my date was, so I can be in court. And when I was there, they postponed it again. So so that's what I liked about the movie, because <laughs> it, it it portrayed my my shitty ass time in court, and I can't believe it 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 portrayed it in India and in India, yeah, I felt. Like, oh, my God, this is exactly like how it is here in South Africa. But it's a cool movie. Um, it's more the court court is, is more than just like a courtroom film. There's other elements within it. There's really cool elements. There's cool scenery like of Mumbai and the city and the culture. There's like uh, a play in the film. There's like nice sections about, you know, themes such as immigration, classism. There's all these other things because we don't we don't just stay in the court. You, like I said, mentioned earlier, you move around with different characters. You move around with the attorney, the young attorney, you move around with the prosecutor. So it's basically like, you know, four short films in one big film and everybody meets together in court. But when the court sessions are finished, everybody goes along the you know their normal life and then we kind of follow each character it's a very cool film and the narrative as well the structure is well like you know well made and it's a fun it's a fun watch um hopefully I was said that in, in an audible way so if you want to check this movie out it's called Court by Chaitanya Tamhane it came out in 2014, well, the first premiered there at the Venice Film Festival, and its initial release was in India was in 2015. But you can watch this movie on Netflix. It's there. It's, it's uh, checked. It's there on Netflix. It's right there on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. And if you don't have a Netflix account for a very limited time, we're in March now, so for a very limited time, you can go on YouTube. Some some crazy guy just uploaded it on YouTube. It pro- will probably be taken down, but you can go check it out on YouTube for free. But if you want to support the artist, go on Netflix, check it out. His new film, a disciple, isn't out yet in theaters, I believe, here in South Africa, but uh they're making a deal heard with Netflix to you know let the film play there on that platform. So check out the director Chaitanya Tamhane. And the form on Netflix. So for this section, Kate the Android and I agreed to release new episodes of the show every week on Monday. Kate the Android is more informed about these matters than I am. So I'll just let her take over this part of the show.
0: Well, we are not going to be releasing it every Monday because we've missed a deadline. So I figured we release this every Thursday. So Thursday will be the day to expect a whole new episode of Cinema Nomad. us on twitter and instagram mckay underscore gabella to stay updated on the latest episodes if you want to reach us or have films you want us to watch and talk about please email us on this is at gmail.com my name is kate the android and thanks for listening